well in your beds. Because if this thing comes true, there ain't gonna be any more. It's an Somebody sent those things up here to cast. Yeah, there's no control outside, but there's maintenance overrides in here. I think I can get it to go down. I was wrong. We were so wrong. We must leave. Hello. Welcome once again to Dark Discussions, your place for discussion of horror film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York? Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? Doing all right. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia? Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you? Barrett, how are you? Doing good. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So uh, who are Dark Discussions? Uh, for those who are new to the podcast or otherwise, uh, we are part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. Uh, it's a weekly podcast that we do, uh, basically a dark film, so horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, techno thrillers, mysteries, grindhouse, art house, myth, night movies, foreign language films, drive-in, cult, and the like. Basically, we try to talk intelligently about a genre that deserves intelligence. Uh, also, uh, we have an email at darkdiscussions at AOL.com, and we do have a uh, uh, what else? A Dark Discussions podcast Facebook group, and we are heading to Mystic, Connecticut, which we'll talk about that later at the end of the podcast. What was that, Mike? You can say something? Sorry, I was talking to Pam. We got to unmute. Got to mute. Gotcha. Do you think? And and speaking of Pam, uh, for some of our listeners like Pam who don't always know when our episodes are recorded, we do now date stamp them. And today is July thirteenth, twenty twenty three, that we are recording this. Uh, so uh, for folks who are curious, like Pam, uh, that is when we're recording it because sometimes these episodes do not come out immediately after they're recorded, though uh, this one may actually come out pretty quick. Um, so, uh, Eric, what else can people find on www.darkdiscussions.com? Uh, they can find a link to our Patreon account. Patreon is a service that allows you to financially contribute to your online artists like podcasters. Producing this show is not free. We have to pay for things like domain names and website hosting and computer equipment and movie rentals and so on and so forth. So if you'd like to help us offset the cost of producing this show, that's how you can do it. You can go to patreon.com slash darkdiscussions or hit the Patreon badge on any page of darkdiscussions.com. Any and all contributions are greatly appreciated. Indeed, indeed. And uh, for, for those who uh, uh, do donate, uh, we do have uh, a polling each quarter, and we just pulled one last week, uh, Mysterious Skin, uh, Keith Griffin's uh, choice. Uh, so we'll be uh, doing that episode uh, hopefully uh, sometime uh, later this summer. Um, and thank you. 
Keith there as well as anyone else who donates. Um, all right, so uh, that's pretty much the house cleaning. Uh, if we have time at the end of the episode, we'll discuss uh, what we've been watching and things like that. So we do have a Mystic Meetup that's coming up on August 11th. Uh, where we meet up for three to four days uh, as a podcast in person. Uh, we uh, go to Mystic Pizza on Friday night, then we uh, uh, have some free time, and then we go to a movie, and then we podcast uh, right there uh, in person. Uh, and if you folks want to join us, you can, and uh, you can actually join us in the podcast. Uh, Gage Foltz did that last year, and uh, he's going to be uh, attending again this year, too. So it'll be uh, good to see him among uh, anybody else who wants to join us, uh, including uh, all your listeners, I mean, all your podcasters on this podcast, plus uh, Kevin Letts is going to be there, um, and Leo Pond will be there, so uh, a bunch of other folks as well. Um, we'll give uh, further details at the end of how you can uh, get the itinerary and information and so forth. All right, so I guess that's pretty much it for our house cleaning. So, uh, Eric, uh, tonight uh, we have another topic tonight, I assume. So what is that? Tonight we're going to be talking about a movie currently available on the Shudder streaming service exclusively, I believe, uh, called Brooklyn 45. (laughs) God damn, it's good to see you guys. DeFranco. Get your ass out here. Major? Major. (laughs) You're all here tonight. That's very special. It's been six weeks since Susie checked out. Sweetheart, we all miss Susie. Then please, will you humor me? With a seance. Spirits speak directly through us. If there are any spirits here, make yourselves known. What the hell is that? Don't you check it out. What? We have to end the seance before we break the circle. Look! Spirits, force your way into our world. With all your might, come in. I broke the circle. That means the door isn't closed yet. To hell with you, then. Oh, no. You're not going to drag us into the dark with you. This madness is over. This war is over. Says who? That's right. Brooklyn 45 uh, is uh, what you said, a Shutter exclusive. Uh, I mentioned it to Dan Lynch and said uh, if he likes actor pieced films, films that are, are actor films or actress films, uh, this would be one to check out. But of course, he said uh, his wife would kill him if he subscribed to another service because they have too many as it is. <laughs> um, yes, indeed. Uh, so uh, the film is directed by Ted Gay. Uh, Gagan. Uh, Ted Gagan is a guy that uh, we've actually done two films of his prior. 
Uh, one was uh, We Are Still Here, where he wrote and directed the film. Uh, so that's an episode in our backlog. As well as Sat Satanic Panic, where he uh, wrote the script for that one. And we did an episode on that as well. Uh, so this will be our third uh, film by him or, or that he actually had his hands uh, a part of. Uh, the film stars uh, some uh, uh, regulars in the genre. Um, uh, community, indie community, uh, stars uh, folks, and I'll just read them because there's only a handful. Uh, Anne Ramsey, uh, Ron Rains, Jeremy Holm, Larry Fassenden, Ezra Buzzington, Christina Klebe, and Lucy Karaptian. Um, and for folks who are curious, Jeremy Holm is also known as uh, the Ranger. Um, <laughs> Front of the show. Indeed, indeed. Um, all right, so uh, that's uh, the people in front of the camera as well as behind the camera. So uh, I guess we can get into uh, how we heard about this film and what we thought about it. Uh, but it did uh, appear June 9th, 2023 on Shutter. So it is a, a Q2 film of 2023, uh, though it did uh, appear at festivals but prior. I believe the debut was uh, March 12th, 2023 at South by Southwest, uh, which I believe is in Austin, Texas. Um, all right, so uh, let's get into uh, how we heard about this film and what we thought about it, and we'll start with Eric, because uh, Eric was the one that brought it to, or, or suggested it, I should say, as a title. Um, I followed Jeremy Holm on social media, so I believe I saw a, a post of his somewhere um, promoting the film and uh, put it on my mental note list uh and when it came out on shutter i watched it uh with my friend dan Susie. um yeah uh i liked the film a lot uh as did they um so i would say that and and phil i'm not going to give you crap for for the pronunciation of the director's name because i'm not quite sure how to say that either um there's a lot of G's and going on in there. Uh, <laughs> but I would say he's three for three at this point. Uh, I've liked everything that I've seen from him. Uh, so, yeah, I enjoyed it. All right, sounds good. Uh, let's go with you, Mike. Uh, yeah, I think I heard about it, same as uh, Eric. Uh, we will follow him on Facebook. And he announced that he had seems like a, several films dropping almost all at the same time. Because uh, I imagine a lot of stuff had been put on hold due to the pandemic, and you know, so it's getting released once that that was considered over, uh, as over as it's getting in Hollywood. Um, yeah, I like this uh, quite a bit. I had some trouble uh, with some of the writing for the first oh, 10, 15 minutes, um, which we'll get into. Uh, I thought the performances were good. I thought, especially uh, Larry Fassenden was was. Was, was surprisingly good, uh, but I thought for the most part they were solid all around. With uh, well, one minor exception, but that didn't matter too much. Um, and uh, yeah, it was an interesting little film. Uh, it certainly reminded me of a classic Twilight Zone episode. Uh, but we will again get into that when we get into the more detailed portion of the plot. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, I heard about this film through uh, Fresh Cuts, 
movie podcast, which is on the Dark Discussions News Network. They, they released an episode a couple of weeks ago on the film, but uh, I didn't know much about it. And then Eric said he watched it and he suggested it. And then uh, last week he mentioned also that uh, Jeremy Holm was in it. And I didn't know that until then. Uh, so I went into, into it blind, uh, though uh, he, Eric did mention that it had, takes place right after World War II in Brooklyn. And the, the title pretty much sums that up, Brooklyn 45. Um, so, yeah, um, it was uh, it was it was pretty good. Uh, I, I'm not a, uh, a big lover of the film. Uh, I thought there was some issues with um, some of the the car- acting slash writing at, at points. But like Mike said, it's it's not that big of a deal. Um, it, the the characters are not really likable, so that unfortunately uh, held me back a little bit uh, in my enjoyment of the film. But um, and and it's not necessarily an original film, even though it is a, there it's it's different because it's a new story, but it's it's a story that we've seen many times before. Um, so I think so it was. Are a, you not, saying it's derivative? Yes, yes, that's wow. the word. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a good film, a little cute, interesting horror film, um, but uh, I don't I don't think it'll be one of my favorites for the year. Um, so yeah, that was my feelings. Uh, let's go with you, Barry. Yeah, um, I heard about this film because of Eric, um, and I might have got around to it eventually just because I kind of keep an eye on Shudder and things coming through there, but it I really liked this film. I thought it was really good. Um, I thought the actors did a good job amongst themselves. Um, it, was, it, it made me want to watch it, and I wasn't really bored at all through the whole film, which is good. Um, didn't really have any down points. And yeah, it was. I'm not real big. It's kind of a period piece, but it's a World War II period piece, so I, I like that. I'm not big on period pieces, but um, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, so uh, the film um, is uh, getting uh, decent reviews um, generally, um, and, and has been noticed by such uh, places as RogerEbert.com and the New York Times. Um, uh, but everybody has been saying that Larry Feistenden's performance was the the high point, uh, which which kind of makes sense as, as as you mentioned, Mike. Uh, so uh, let's get into our uh, wiki, Eric. A wiki. Eric? <laughs> Sorry, I was <laughs> wiki wiki. Uh, <laughs> all right. Five military veterans, best friends since childhood, gather together to support their troubled host, and the metaphoric ghosts of their past become all too literal. All right. Uh, that sounds fine. Um, uh, there may be a, a minor mistake, because I don't know if the husband was 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 uh, a childhood friend with the rest of them. But, uh, Man, you're just here to crap all over this movie, aren't you? No, no, no. I'm, that's, no, the wiki. The wiki. Or I <laughs> Um, so that has nothing to do with, with the movie. The real uh, question is, why do you hate friend of the podcast, Jeremy Holm? I didn't say that. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, no, no, Jeremy's a great guy. Eric will tell us a little st- story about him at the end. Uh, that was I will? Cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you always do. It's a good one, <laughs> especially when he pops up in, in our Conversations. So actually, this will be our third film with Jer- no fourth film that we've done with Jeremy Holm. Uh, Block Island, The Ranger, this one, and 
Oh, what the heck was the last? Oh, one? I forgot he was in Block Island Sound. Oh, oh, okay. oh the, the the one where yeah, yeah, actually, so it's just been three. Yeah, it's just been three. Then. <clears throat> I thought I recognized him, but I couldn't figure out from where. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the the guy in the the RV in in Block Island Sound. Um, all right, so um, I guess we can get into our or how we work here. So Dark Discussions podcast, what we do is we talk about. Uh, general things at first, because we, we did our review, and then we do uh, general topics, which could be general stuff that's related to uh, Ted Gagan or uh, Jeremy Holm or, or just World War II horror films or anything like that, seance films, whatever, and um, bottle films, too, because it takes place in one room, uh, or we we can do you know just general stuff like that, but then we, we, we throw up the spoiler alert, and at that point we talk about everything and anything, so uh, critique and dissect uh, the film, so what the screenwriter, the producer, the director, or anyone else um, was maybe trying to say in the film, we, we talk about uh, things like that and whatnot, so uh, we, let's uh, just talk about the general stuff first, so uh, where do we want to go? Uh, who wants to um. I'll start by saying just that this is, as Phil said, it's a bottle movie uh, with, set in one location uh, with mainly a bunch of people talking. And for some reason, I really groove on that. Um, there's a bit of a supernatural element that comes into this, but uh, it's mainly people talking to each other. Uh, and I thought the acting was done very well uh, and really enjoyed that aspect of the movie. Um I was also thinking, like, Phil, for some reason, Phil is much more affected by this than the rest of us. He mentioned that none of the characters are likable. And that's true for the most part. Uh, but, like, it's 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 a main part of the story. Um, and, like, when we were watching the movie, at one point, my friend Dan piped up and went, Jesus Christ, these people are broken. <laughs> And I thought that was a, a pretty good way to sum it up. Well, I have um, to say, I liked the husband. I, I didn't yeah, think he was so, bad until until the end. But I think right. because, so. Yeah, I I just thought, uh, like, uh, for me, uh, characters of being unlikable isn't a deal breaker for me as long as they're unlikable in an interesting way. And I thought that was the case here. Absolutely. And I did. I would argue. I mean, it depends on what you find likable. I think they are all. Flawed. I like Broken. Um, these are characters who are just coming out of World War II. They've done some terrible things, and, but they did some terrible things in service of what we now consider, and certainly considered then, a noble cause. Um, and then they're pushed into a very extreme circumstance where standing on your principles isn't really working. Um, well, their so, principles, uh, I don't know if I like their principles, honestly, but continue, Mike. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Um, I, I so I, I really empathize with most of the characters and what they were going through. Um, and it is one of those kind of things where it's it's you wonder what you would do if put into a similar circumstance. Um, so, like I said, it's just you know some of those characters are dragged into doing things, kicking and screaming. Um, they do them, but they didn't necessarily rush in either. So, uh, so I very, I think they're all very, you know, fairly complicated people, or could be complicated people for what you could do in a ninety-minute movie. Um, all right. Well, it, like, oh, go on, go I said, if this, if I'm going to declare this, uh, compare this to anything, 
uh, I said, uh, comparison with classic Twilight Zone episode, I was thinking the uh, the story the monsters would do on Maple Street, um, where you put a bunch of people in a room together and they all start turning on each other. Um, that we are in the end our own worst enemies. Uh, yeah, people, the, people, the monsters. Yeah, I mean there are there are definite people differences. Definite, <laughs> there are definite differences between that story and this. Uh, but this is I'm with Erica. This is the kind of thing uh, you put people in a room together and let them choose chew the scenery. Um, I I always have enjoyed that kind of a drama. And really, until the very end, the supernatural element is marginal in this film. Uh, could, I was wondering, up until about an hour and 15 minutes in, why it was even really considered a horror film. Because it was, outside of a little bit in the beginning, it was much more of a straightforward drama. Yeah, that is true. Uh, and the drama of, of what I thought were rotten people. Um, but that was me. That, that was my opinion. So what what I, I I have to say though is that some of the people, specifically uh, the individual that's running the event and his best friend, um, are the, the the villains in my opinion for this film. Even though all the people are villainous in, in certain ways, because they're the ones that brought. Jeremy Holmes' character and the other two characters to the event, and especially with with the twist with the with the the wardrobe, that they should not have been there in the first place, uh, and they were set up to be there, and 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 so they got screwed, even if they aren't necessarily likable people in a sense. Uh, go go on, Barrett. You're going to say something. I was going to say, yeah, I really like the acting and how they um, interact amongst each other. I mean, it has a lot of themes about, you know, what makes friends, what ends friendships, things like that. And I thought that's that's one of the things I really liked about this movie. It just showed, you know, where people are willing to go and what they're willing to do um, based on the past and the future. And as and what does the film show? What is it that ends friendship? Women. People suck. <laughs> Women. Yeah. Women, women. Okay. Um, well, I, cause I, of all the problems in this film. Actually, I, actually, I'll say what what causes. Uh, well, yeah, all right, I, I get it, but I don't know if I would want to be friends with any of those people anyway. So, um, I don't know. They're, I, you really have a dislike for them. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they're, they're I mean, if you were if you were part of World War II, I think you would have much more um, different perspective. Uh, no, no, no. They're, they're same with Nam. You know, the people did uh, terrible and horrible things in the war, and and those people are war criminals. Um, and most of the, and these characters are pretty much war criminals. I feel, um, even if it was a, a major war and they were fighting a certain enemy, um, they did things that. Yeah, but it's easy to look on it like that hell on high. People who are yeah. not war criminals do terrible yeah. and horrible things in war because it's war. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I don't know why we expect moralism in war. There's a difference between, um, you know, when like that uh, Sean Penn and Michael J. Fox film where they rape the Vietnamese girl and then they burn burn villages down and shoot all the civilians and things like that, versus uh, battlefield uh, deaths that unfortunately are occurring 
in, in many wars. So uh, there, there's a difference between the. Uh, I think but this the, wasn't like the one you're talking about with Michael J. Fox. This is, uh, but you know when you when you. Well, hold on, guys. Until there's a spoiler up, we, we're, yeah. we're just going to be yeah, yeah, yeah. talking we'll around this. Yeah, and yeah. rather than waste time yeah. talking about a thing we can't really talk right, about, we gotta, we gotta, let's but, but, wait until the spoiler flag goes yeah, up, and then we can hash out everybody's right, sins I, and whether they were justified or not. I, I just want to say the characters being bad people doesn't mean the film's bad. So I want people to understand that. So if what we're arguing here isn't whether the film is good or bad, we're arguing about the people, and that's what we talked about. Doesn't it affect your view of the movie? Critique and dissect. No, not necessarily, because Anton Chigurh was a bad bastard, and he was an awesome character. Right, I think there's a difference <laughs> when you're talking about characters on screen, yeah, not in real life. Um, yeah, there's a difference between being bad and being compelling. Um, I'll, I'll, on a, an unrelated film, the new Flash movie, there is a character uh-huh. in the movie that is absolutely annoying. They're supposed to be annoying, but they're annoying in an utterly unentertaining, distracting, and annoying way. And it, for me, is a weakness of that film. Here you have characters that are, at best, morally gray. Um, they are not the most upstanding people. I still found them captivating to watch. I found them complex individuals. But you can also go to Anton Chigurh and... Uh, you know, any number of, of villain characters, they are bad. They're not quote-unquote likable, but they are captivating and they are compelling and they are enjoyable to watch. Sometimes well, they most are. Most of these characters in this movie, though, are, are lauded by their own society. Uh, not if they knew what they did. <laughs> we could say yeah, that about anybody, let's really. Just, let's just get to the spoiler section. All right. Yeah. All right. That's that's fine. That's fine. Uh, so um, we will uh, throw up the spoiler section at this point, and we will talk about everything and anything related to the film. So we'll talk about uh, twists. Uh, we'll talk about the ending, probably. We'll talk about various uh, aspects of the characters that will uh, spoil the film. But again, that's what we're here for. We we don't just review. We also critique and dissect. So if you haven't seen the film, uh, and you are uh, wanting it spoiled, you can shut off the podcast now and join us later after you see the film. Or uh, you can just continue and listen in. So, all right, the spoiler alert is up. So we can talk about everything and anything related to the film. <laughs> I will say uh, this this non-controversial uh, uh, thing, but uh, Gagan, I think, is good friends with Fastenda and Home because uh, they've worked together in other films, too. So, so yes. Gagan. Yeah, Larry Fastenda was in uh, We're Still Here. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, Gagan w- did a uh, a small role uh, in uh, the Ranger with with Jeremy Holmes. So, ah. so I think I think they're uh, they're all friendly. They're pals. And, and, yeah, and they and they work to- well together. So yeah. All right, you're gonna say something, Eric? Yeah, I was just gonna say as far as your uh, statement about war criminals, um, I think there's there's two of the two of these characters are are yes, flat out war criminals. Uh, and and the others are gray, as Mike was saying. Um, Marla's character certainly did some horrible things at the war during the war. I I don't know if they were crimes at the time. Um, so I don't know if she's technically a war criminal or not. Well, you know, I see your point, but I would think. Um, 
they are pretty bad stuff because the, the no, Germans. I'm not saying they're not bad. I'm saying they yeah. weren't illegal at the yeah. time. Well, we, well, we, we all, we all can way. agree that torturing way. people is bad. Let's yes. put it this way. Some Germans. Some, some Germans. Unless they pay for it sometimes. Some, some German and Japanese and Italian uh, generals and soldiers and whatnot were executed at the end of the World War II for doing torture. So I would think it was, they were the they losers. Lost. Exactly, they were the losers. Uh, that's that, that how it works. No, no. But if you win or lose, it doesn't matter. You're, that's still well, it matters in reality. But it doesn't make a crime okay if you won the war. I'm it's not saying war. that. No, but it's my my understanding, and I and I could be very wrong. So the one of the things they tell you, and tell you, and tell <laughs> you, and then in case you missed it, tell you again at the beginning of the film is that Martha's character interrogated prisoners or interrogated Nazis or suspected Nazis in the war. Um, and you know, she said there's a difference between torture and interrogation. Now, where we are right now in a society is a recognition after years of looking at this issue that torturing is not the best way to get information out of somebody. Maybe my timeline is wrong, but I don't know that they knew that or understood that back then. No, they didn't even um, have the Geneva well, Convention. And there was and so, there was a, a yeah, difference. But they had the Nuremberg trials. So there was a difference between That's... getting information out of someone and, and what was done in some of the cases. Now I don't know exactly which uh, Germans and Japanese you're talking about, because if you look at things like what was going on in various camps, whether it was the the Nazi concentration camps or camps like uh, was it 731 in uh, uh, in Japan, those were things that were torture, well, that were human experimentation, that were things that were not things designed well, I'm not, to gain I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about uh, like, like when, when American soldiers or uh, English soldiers flew behind enemy lines and the Germans uh, caught them, they would just line them up and shoot them because they're, they're quote-unquote, considered spies. And, and a lot of those folks were arrested and uh, put in jail or yeah, whatever. That's not what was done here. Right, they were caught. They were the ones that lost. So the victors punished them. The victors, I, I, didn't, and I'm not saying none I'm of the victors were punished for doing bad things. I, I, I'm not arguing some that got caught were. I'm, I'm not arguing whether or not the people got punished or not. I'm just saying it's a war crime. That's all I'm saying. So even if the, she doesn't get punished, she did a war crime. I know. It wasn't my my assertion is that at the time that she committed the acts in this period piece. The acts that she committed were not illegal, so she's were, not. There were no Geneva conventions, uh, right? They but, didn't but, come around until forty nine. But they had, the, they had the Nuremberg trials, and the Nuremberg that trials wasn't were arrested. And that was, that was it, over some. Those were not the things that she was doing, right? And no, no, the Nuremberg trial. trials weren't just for the twenty two. The Nuremberg trials weren't just for the twenty two or twenty three. If you include Lay, who, who uh, suicided before it started, the, it was for all the Germans because after the first twenty three, yeah, the losers. Then, then, then the re- again, that, I'm not. She was not part of their group. <laughs> but that, no, not, no, the examples not, you're not using are a different caliber than what she did. No, 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 no. A lot of the crimes. They have nothing to do with it in society's eyes. The lower individuals in World War II that were put on trial at the Nuremberg trials were arrested and charged. They were Germans. The exact same thing she did. And I'm not uh, disagreeing with you, Barrett, that we won. And what's the point? I mean, what is the point? You're you're having a moral problem with what she did? 
I mean, yeah, I'm just saying she's a war criminal. That's all I'm saying. Barrett, she's I'm not, not a criminal. I'm saying technically she's not. I understand right. your objection. She might have done something wrong in your view, but she was not a criminal. She did what society asked her to do. You're just using in, the wrong words, Phil. You can say she's a horrible person. You can say she did horrible things. The acts she committed at the time were not illegal, so she's not a criminal. Right. Okay, right. If, if, if she had been German, she would have been thrown in jail. Yeah, because she if did criminal. America things. lost the war. She would well, have been. All right, so let me let me rephrase it. She did criminal and amoral things. Amoral is correct. Criminal, criminal is not amoral. No. Well, well criminal it, it, is a societal belief that she did something wrong against society, and they did not determine that. All right, I, I think we're just we're talking semantics here. So so no, I, we're I, not. I, I will go. With, I will go. Use the language. That's all. I, I will go. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Exactly. Semantics. Well, so here's, here's where I would make the argument is that whether something was legal or illegal. And this is why I don't think it's the there. Case. You go. She's a horrible person. Yeah. Is that it gives <laughs> exactly. you a? Is it? It does give you a different societal permission structure as to what you're allowed to do or what you're not allowed to do. Right. Whether it's considered good or bad, and what she was doing, most people would not have considered bad at the time. Right. Well, and this argument exactly. that we're having right now is pretty much the same argument they're having at the core of this movie. Right. right. And it's the core of like when we went to uh, Afghanistan and Iraq, the, the idea of torture. Right, right. right. We allowed yeah, and, and, torture then, and we continued to allow it after several administrations. So, I mean, it's uh, just – I, I don't, don't know those, how many administrations, but George Bush and Cheney and all that. Yeah, that, that, that was Yeah, horrible. for sure then. That, that was criminal, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and Nam, when, when we shot people in Nam, they, they were arrested. But again, Mike has a point too, which is it depends on, on what year we're talking and our error, yeah. if you prefer. But also – as Barrett said, too, depending on if you win or not. So well, and again, way, war, war, is wrong, war is wrong no matter what, right? I mean, right. It, even if you're on the good side, it's still wrong. You're killing people. Right. It's not mm-hmm. good. It's not That's good. Right. There's just no good but, about war. Right, right, right. But we're, I, 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 the point I was trying to make there is that uh, societal standards change. Today, I can walk out on my front porch and smoke a joint, and it's not a problem. 20 years ago, I would have gotten arrested for that. Now, the only reason 40, 40 I, years I, ago it cost somebody a Supreme Court seat. The, the only re, the <laughs> only reason the, yeah that's true. The only reason uh, I'm adamant about her being a horrible person is because people that were on the losing side were actually executed or thrown in jail uh, for what they did. That were well, similar to what she did. Do that. No, that's fine, well, Phil. You can call her a horrible person all you want. I, I'm just know. trying to get you to stop using the term war criminal. That's well, all. Right. And, and we don't, stop. We don't stop. technically know what she did exactly. Oh, we got an idea. Well, we yeah. have an idea, but we don't know exactly. <laughs> all we know is that she pricked that girl's finger. That's it. We don't know well, any other details other than that she feels bad about what she did. She was just trying to trying to test her blood sugar. Yeah. <laughs> That was a little. Thick. We, we we got a, a general idea. Is, is all I'm saying. We, it, it is implied fairly if, if well she that felt guilty all herself, the people yeah. in this film uh, had done horrible things. Yes, I will agree with that. All the people in this film have done horrible things. There are two, but see, her and the other guy are the two that felt bad about what they did. Whereas the other two that you said were villains. They did not seem to feel bad about what they did. And that was an interesting aspect of the movie for me. Like, um, there's uh, – who's the who's the guy who was the real bastard? Um, uh, uh, Paul, Ezra Paul was the real Burnham. bastard. Yeah, yeah. The major, major. Was he or so, was the guy that shot himself in the head? 
Well, he was the real bastard. Yeah. He got everybody <laughs> else to do the crimes for him. No, but yeah. like like Arch, Jeremy Holmes' character, um, he is flat, he is a flat out war criminal. Um, but he he feels horrible about what he did. Whereas I don't think Paul did anything as bad as what Arch did, but he doesn't give a shit. He wants to kill more Nazis. Yeah, that's true. I would concur with that statement. So who's the who's the who's the better person? I, I mean, I guess it's up to your own moral compass. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, but not but, that it matters because once you cross a certain line, you can apologize all you want, but you cross that certain line, you know. So uh, right, so you can't uh, take back the lives you took. Yeah, yeah, I'll let God sort him out and determine. Well, he does decide to turn himself in, so I mean, well, that's what he says. The movie ends before we really know, right? I don't. I mean, yeah, that's why. Well, if but we're gonna say we know what she did in torture, then we know that he's gonna go turn. Well, 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 well. Then, yeah. Well, and then that's the that. film yeah, told us that question. for a reason. The film isn't going to tell us that and the, to to trick us into thinking he's going to go turn himself in. He's really not. The film is telling us he's turning himself in because he, they want us to know he's going to turn himself in. Otherwise, they wouldn't have bothered writing it into the script. Or they would have right. given. And the real question is whether Bob is going to turn himself in or not. Right. right. And people don't know what the hell we're talking about. And the question is: is is what? Is Bob a criminal or not? And, and your standards, he is. And he shouldn't have even been there in the first place. I think that's the reason why you have trials, because there's sides to stories, there's circumstances. Every situation is distinct. Well, let's unique. let's back up for a second and run through the plot because none of this is making any sense to our listeners yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, Except for folks who have seen the film. Right. Good, Eric. So if you have not seen this movie, um, the basic setup is that these folks um, all gather at Hawk's uh, place, uh, played by Larry Fassender. Fassender sorry. Um, and it appears that um, – and I think Mike, Mike was saying he had some issues with the uh, first 15 minutes of the movie – and I'm guessing that his big issue with it is that it's a, it's a huge exposition dump, um, which I don't mind. I like a good exposition dump. Personally. I don't mind exposition, but there's a lot of repetitive exposition. Um, it was not the most artful exp- uh, exposition I've seen. Right. It's just it was it was it was some like very uh, to me <clears throat> eye rolly obvious exposition. But it was also necessary for you to get yeah. in your head what these characters are about. I just felt there was more there than was needed. Okay, fair enough. Because like everybody like had to bring up that she was interrogator, like the first one. <laughs> so said, the things we oh, find look, out. Oh look, it is America's best torturer. Okay. The then. things that we find <laughs> out during during the opening exposition are that Marla was an interrogator. Um, she was in a base that was bombed, and nobody helped her get out of the rubble. Uh, and she now works at the Pentagon with her husband Bob. Bob is kind of the outsider here. Because although he married Ma- Marla, he wasn't part of this group that all went to the war together. And the rest of the group all consider him a loser. He's a pencil neck, pencil pusher geek. And nobody else in the group likes him or wants him around. Um, except his wife. <laughs> except, that's why I said the rest of the group. Um, Arch um, is gay. Uh, they make no bones about that. 
and uh, apparently he's been accused of war crimes. Um, he's known as the Baby Butcher, and that's all we know to begin with. Um, and then there's uh, Hawk, who's the one that invited everybody over. Apparently, Hawk was the um, commander, the, uh, the highest ranking officer amongst this group when they went to war. Uh, and Lieutenant Colonel, Lieutenant Colonel. Yeah. So he apparently had his wife um, commit suicide um, and is very, very emotionally unstable um, due to the fact that his wife took her own life. And then there's Paul. And I don't really understand what Paul's deal other is than he's a prick. Uh, <laughs> well, he's best, friend, he's best friends with Hawk. Yeah. And, and he was the right the hand command man. line somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so uh, that's a sad. And apparently, the reason that uh, Hawk's wife took took her own life was that she believed that a German neighbor of theirs was a Nazi spy, and tried over and over again to report it and was ignored. Um, and it looked like uh, the day that she actually took her own life, Hawk had uh, laughed at her when she brought it up. So nobody had believed her about this neighbor being a spy, including her husband, who laughed at her, and then she killed herself, and now he's ridden with guilt. Yeah, some German woman that lives next door, or three yeah. doors down, or something like that. Yeah. Works in a shop. Just them Germans. There's more Germans in America than any other ethnic group. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Okay. Yep, 33% of all Caucasians are Germans. I don't think anybody particularly cares. Yeah, no, it's just some demographics. <laughs> Phil's got to spit all this trivia in his head out somewhere. Yes, yes, yes. What was the percentage then? Oh, uh, probably probably more because back then oh, okay. uh, it was probably it was probably more. That was a test, Phil. You because they were out. Uh, well, no. Well, um, I would think there would be more. I mean, you know, even our head leader. Uh, I expected you to know. Was, was Eisenhower, and he was a German, so uh, German American. Um, but uh, yeah, it, basically, basically, everyone from Pennsylvania to Nevada is is like thirty to eighty percent. My uh, my great grandfather came over from Germany, and the last conversation he ever had before he had passed was uh, being told that I'd been born. Oh, how about that? Was that on your mom's side? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because Webster—that's a one, one of the Mayflower names. That's an yeah. That's May. Yeah, you're exactly right. Actually, um, I had a great aunt who was way into genealogy, and she actually traced us back to the Mayflower. There you go. There you go. Um, so yeah, that, so that's that's the group, the, the characters here, right? So um, I got a question for you, Phil. Yes. So sir. you said you didn't like any of them. What did you think of the the German woman? I'm still not sure what I thought of her, so. Um, you know, I, I didn't really like her much either, and the reason is is because she seemed, I mean, she has a right to be pissed uh, because of what, where, where we, they, we, they found her or, or how she, you know, basically, since we're in a spoiler territory, uh, territory uh, she was locked up in the wardrobe by Hawk, and uh, Paul knew about it as well. And uh, they they have reasons to hate her for some reason, and so she obviously is pissed because 
she was kidnapped, and who knows what else they were going to do to her. And um, I, but I felt her character was the weakest actress or actor in the whole group because she seemed like I don't know, just a little clueless about it. It was just weird. I, I just didn't think she was acting too real. Uh, so my I, I didn't say like, she was suspicious. She did yeah. seem suspicious, but you never really get a handle on it. So I never, yeah. I never yeah. came to a conclusion about her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. She just seemed like a a dink, even though a little she wild to me. She seemed to hesitate a bit before being when she was asked if she was a Nazi. Just saying. Right. Yeah. All right. Just saying. Were you well, ever? Is when to continue with the plot here. Uh, what happens is that uh, Hawk um, pretty much cajoles everybody in the room into taking part in a seance uh, to try and talk to his uh, late wife. So they do this, and during the seance, uh, the wardrobe that Mike was referring to starts shaking, um, and Hawk says, nobody look at that. (laughs) And they continue with the seance, um, and they appear to make contact with Susan. Um, So this makes Hawk really happy. Um, but then uh, out of nowhere, seemingly, he, he, he tells Paul that he, he has to do what he promised to do, and he whips out a gun and blows his brains up. Uh, and he had made a statement prior that uh, if they break the sands before, before ending it, that the door to the other world will remain open, and he did not end the seance. So the door's open to the other world, and now he's dead. Yeah, and, and uh, um, that's when everything goes to, to hell, because obviously he, he blows his brains out, so that's not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, Certainly puts a spoiler on evening. Yeah, yeah. Well, the whole seance thing too is like weird too. It's like if I if I was Bob and 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 Marla as well as Archie or uh, Archibald, I, I, the three people that were invited and didn't know about the kidnapping or the seance, I would have been pissed. And I don't know if I would I would have participated. And not because I I believe in that crap because I don't believe in any of it, but I. I, I would just think this this is just weird. This guy needs mental help if if he wants us to do a seance. And, 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 and put it this way, if, if he oh. wants to do a, if people want to do seance, that's fine. And and I wouldn't think he has mental problems. But his wife just blew her brains out or hung herself or something. And so slitter wrists, slitter wrists. Yeah, slitter wrists. Right. So so here he yeah. is a couple of weeks later or a month later, whatever it is. And he wants to do a seance. I, I would be like, okay, the, 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 he he needs help. He needs help. And so I don't I don't know if I would want to participate in any of that. Well, I don't think wanting to have a seance makes you mentally unstable. Um, I think he was mentally unstable and wanted to have a seance. <laughs> well, and um, I think by doing the seance, they were just trying to help him. him because they knew he was grieving. Yeah. Right, exactly. They were trying to help him in their way. Like, no, I don't believe in that crap either, but if it's, I've got a friend who's hurting and I think it might give him some peace, I might, you know, per, might, might participate and keep my fingers crossed. Thank yeah. You. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Now, during the sands, stuff actually does happen that is of a supernatural uh, bent, I guess. Um, <laughs> and 
it kind of convinces everybody that it's real. And my my major like the the qualm I have with this movie is this leads everybody to say, well, because we had a seance and made contact with a spirit, that means heaven and hell are real. And I'm like, uh, that's very faulty logic. (laughs) (laughs) So that was that was like the one thing about this movie that stuck in my craw. I was like, that doesn't. That's not. That's not. That's two plus two equals five. That's that's what's going on there. You're you're not following the path right. Given given the era, uh, I'll 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 buy it. Uh, You're right. You know, in that you can make up other arguments, but I'm taking a guess that these are not people who studied metaphysics or spent much time thinking about uh, horror films and other possibilities and simulations and simulation and all these other possibilities that they're seeing what they believe and growing up in a society that was overwhelmingly uh, Christian at the time that they would have filtered everything through that lens. Yeah, I guess. It's just, you know, from where I'm sitting, I mean, I just find that, I find that contact with a spirit, all that confirms is that there's spirits. And that's all right. that confirms. Right, but Mike, Mike, Mike's point, I'll take Mike's point, which is based off of the error and the filtered lens of that error, uh, most folks would, would, would believe that this was related to heaven and hell. And that there well, was then that people in that era were dumb. <laughs> uh, not, not, not necessarily, because, I mean... Uh, that's I mean, my statement. I'm sticking to it. You can't change my mind. No, no I'm, not, I'm not like trying it. I'm not trying to change your mind, Eric Orberts. I'm just saying that <laughs> that it's it's you know if we talk to say Kevin Lutz, you know he would he would say that yeah that this this would most certainly uh, prove that there is the the you know the biblical stuff. But it's 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 just a perspective. I'm not I'm not here to. Uh, tell I don't know that he would. We'll, we'll we'll have to ask him. I, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Well, he he believes there is anyway. But yeah, you, he could say yeah, this doesn't necessarily prove that it isn't a demon. That or or that it's it's something else. You're right. That's fair. Yeah, but doesn't prove the existence of heaven and hell. Right, but I'm definitely not here to insult anybody's uh, religion by any means. No, nor am I. I'm saying logically it doesn't hold up. Don't they talk about faith at one point in the movie? I'm trying to remember. I feel like they did, but maybe not. I don't remember that if they did. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, either way, either way, they're, they're they're the type of people that that. Weren't, weren't too worried about the afterlife if they yeah. stopped the, the crimes they did. Or, or let me rephrase the, the acts, acts they did. The acts they did. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have another crime. Or, or they felt righteous in doing those well, acts. Well, and the, and the thing is that, like, all, all the people in the room have done bad things except for maybe Bob. But yeah, I don't know. later. Um, <laughs> but, like, I by far hated Paul way more than anybody else in the room. Oh, yeah. He's the most interesting character to watch, though. He also had huge ears. Yeah, he does. Well, that's that's so that's not why I hated him. That's not why I hated him. But it was just something that kept on I kept on noticing. People with large ears are just generally foul, vile, evil people. (laughs) Yeah. Are you saying Barack Obama's an evil, foul person? (laughs) Hey, have you seen the ears? Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. enough. Anyway, continue, Eric or anyone. No, I was just saying I hate Paul. Didn't like him. And he seemed bound and determined no matter what anybody else said um, because it's, it's later revealed that when the wardrobe was shaking, it was not because of a supernatural presence. It's because there was a woman tied up and gagged inside uh, who is the German neighbor that the now deceased wife had been accusing of being a spy. And the promise that 
Hawk had made Paul make before he offed himself uh, was that he was going to kill that quote-unquote Nazi. Right, right. Yeah, it's very disturbing um, that Paul and Hawk knew did the or well Hawk did it. Paul knew, and Paul being best. Paul buddy. didn't know until she came out because he he got there late. Remember, he was supposed to be he was on time, but he got there late because the guy wanted him there early. Hawk wanted him there early. Oh, but Paul, Paul had agreed to kill the woman. He did not yeah. know she was tied up in the wardrobe. Right, he did not right, know right. she was in the wardrobe. Yeah, right. That's fair. That's fair. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, 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 but either way, the 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 thing is, is that um, the the other three got got set up. Whether <laughs> you like those characters or not, Bob, Mala, and Archibald, they were set up. Yes. Yeah. And it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. Well, and where we go from here is that the rest of the movie is pretty much Paul is dead set on killing this woman. <laughs> and he doesn't care whether they, you know, can prove she's a Nazi or not. He's, he wants to kill this woman. She's In her mind, she's a Nazi, period. She's German, therefore she's a Nazi, and therefore he's going to kill her. And the rest of everybody in the room is like, hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Let's take a step back. She could just be a German immigrant that lives down the street. And he's basically like, no, 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 she's a Nazi. I'm killing her. Well, and, and the problem is, is what Mike kind of generally mentioned. I think it was you, Mike, but someone mentioned that, that that's why we have, we have uh, trials, you know, so he shouldn't be judge, jury, and executioner. Well, she does know herself no favors either because she does seem a little iffy. Like, she, you get asked if you're a Nazi before you came over or ever, and she's a little iffy. <laughs> and she doesn't answer right away. I'm not now, but I might have been at one point. But either way, she should right. not be um, – she should not be – Tied right. up she should be, it should be a trial, yes. Or, or what it should be is they report her to the police or something. And, and, and Well, and all that happened, and, and that's why the husband was so frustrated. It's because right. the wife did submit the proper forms to report her as a possible spot, right. and right. nobody did anything. Or, or, or they did, and they determined that she wasn't, right? Because we don't learn anything about mm-hmm. the whole behind the scenes, what happened. Um, so we, we don't really know. So... Uh, they reported it. They did their duty. They should have been done with it. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's interesting because Hawk, Hawk is doing what he does best, even from the grave. He's getting someone else to do his dirty work for him. Right. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And that's what makes him most evil. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a scumbag. I, I think he's the worst of the bunch, uh, even worse yeah. than Paul. Paul is just someone he manipulates, you know, and if he was a nice guy, he would have manipulated Paul differently, meaning making Paul a good guy. But he, being a bad guy, he manipulates Paul, and Paul is apt to become a bad guy because he's easily manipulated. Um, and I'm not saying that Paul would just generally be a good guy depending on who he's friends with, but either way, I'm sure Hawk didn't help Paul's development as a, as a person, especially if they knew each other since childhood. Right. <laughs> And Paul was the follower. So um, so they argue back and forth, and Paul wants to kill the woman, and nobody else really wants to kill the woman. And so at one point, Marla is like, you know what? Everybody shut up and go stand in the corner. I'm going to do my thing. Uh, <laughs> and she interrogates 
the German woman. Um, and like Barrett said, a couple of her answers were a little iffy. Um, I, I don't necessarily think like I'm still, I, I didn't come to a conclusion on her either. Uh, but she definitely started out on shaky legs. I think well, perhaps she didn't realize, um, how serious Marlo's going to take the interrogation. <laughs> well, you know, die, right? <laughs> I mean, when, when you're locked up, uh, kidnapped, abused, and all these other things, you know, uh, I don't know how she... I mean, she was pissed, she and she had a right to be pissed. But when down with her, I don't, I don't think she believed she was under the threat of physical harm, which she well, was. Well, and to be honest, it, does it matter what her answers were? Because earlier she already said she's been here since 1931, uh, even before the Nazis were in power. She, her, her, you know, and she's, you know, it's, it's, it's insulting to be said, "Oh, you're, you're, you're a Nazi," and it's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" No, I understand, and 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 I'm not, I'm not saying she didn't have any right to be pissed off because she certainly did, or even I'm hesitating. That if you sit down with somebody who pulls out a hairpin and holds it by your finger, answer the questions. <laughs> well, and, and, <laughs> that's and, all and I'm honest, saying. Well, that's that's where I'm saying that I felt there's some issues with the script and, and the, the acting because the moment you see a person with a gun you don't ever talk back all right so they already she already knew there's a guy a nut with a gun in the the, the room so when the woman now is going to start interrogator and pulls out this shit yeah so i, I don't know so her character just didn't act real to me well right? i think it's, it's a weird character that's in the time period again do you think of women as interrogators I don't think so, and I don't know that she really thought of her as an interrogator like those other guys knew. But um, there's a gun in the in the, in the room, yeah. and, and it's and it's held by someone that's friends with the one that's going to interrogate you. Yeah, but, yeah, I but that's still most people spend their time thinking how they're going to behave when when somebody's pointing a gun at them. Right. You know, you you seem to think that's 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 how you do it, but that's. You and I and Barrett and Eric are abnormal people in the things that we think about. What? Because of the type of entertainment that we choose to watch. <laughs> well, and Mike, and that's that's where I, I agree. I don't know what you're talking about. Because because that's what I was saying, which is which is um, if that right, she she didn't act right, but again, she was kidnapped. She was probably beaten. She was tied up. She thought she was going to be murdered. Who knows what she thought? So she wasn't going to act normal anyway because of the stress and circumstances mm -hmm. of the past couple of days anyway. Because imagine if you were kidnapped, meaning any of us. Drugs. <laughs> yeah, drugs. And who, you know, you, you, Word you, Right, exactly. Anything. You know, and so, so yeah, so you're right, Mike. Uh, she's not going to act correctly anyway. How, so yeah. the, 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 the five of them, or, or four of them that are left, are going to think what they want to think about Hilda, not what the truth is. So they're looking Well, and whether she yeah. really is or not, it does, I mean, she might hesitate just because she's scared shitless, right. but those hesitations are still going to lead them down the path of what they believe already. Right. So when she's asked, are you a member of the National Socialist German Workers Party? And NSCP. Says, yeah, what? what? They don't exist anymore. That's sort of right. like, did you steal the money? What are you talking about? The money was returned. Right. What right, money? Right. Right, right. No. You know, it's. Right. So if she is innocent, um, she's doing herself no favors with those answers. Right. Right. That's, right. that's the point right, I was trying right. to make. 
Right, right. And and she and again, it could be because of how she was tortured or whatever for the past two days, or it could be because she's nervous, or it could be because she is a Nazi. But right. but we don't know. And again, it doesn't matter if she's a Nazi or not, because she has a pretty good alibi of eleven years. Even though, as as Eric knows, the, the Americans can show that you can look like American and, and actually be a, a, a Soviet spy. But, oh, but the argument oh, yeah, is, and that was a documentary. <laughs> but but right. But but my point is is that the they went to the police. The police. Uh, or F, uh, or N, uh, whatever it was called back then, the o, o, a, o, OSS, I think that's what it was called, uh, and they looked into her and uh, or were still working looking into her, but they decided to take their justice in their own hands. In other, in other words, it's like you said, Mike. They should have had. They, there's no. They are not the the lawyers or the judges or the executioners, and and they decided to be. And that was wrong. You're correct. There's a well. Um, the number one sin here is on Hawk because he's the one that began this by going yep. through extra legal methods. Absolutely. And the rest of the characters, and then he kills himself to get, and he's, free. and then he kills himself to get out. The rest of the characters yeah. are stuck through uh, supernatural means in a room until the matter is resolved. Um, right. So <laughs> they haven't been up until this point. But once the interrogation is finished, everybody agrees that Paul Paul's pretty much outvoted, and they're like, "Paul, just open a goddamn door." <laughs> and Paul That's tries where to it open gets the supernatural. door, and then that that point is when the supernatural element comes in, and the door just pretty much eats the key, um, and they still can't get out. And Hawk uh, reanimates <laughs> at the table, and demands that they kill the Nazis. And right. he will not let them out until they do. Right, right. What, what he believes is the Nazi, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And interestingly, the the wife shows up too, and that's where I still don't know that I trust the wife, but right. she shows that the, the woman, the German woman, had slit her wrists. And mm-hmm. so that makes it more ambiguous for me. I don't even know what to think at that point. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I mean, it could be demons. You know, right. you don't Just know what trying you... to get them to do that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So I, 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 yeah, I didn't trust any of them, uh, even the afterlife versions of them too. Um, yeah, it, it, it sucks. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't have done it. And you know, I, I we're in spoilers. So Bob, you know, he has, d- determines to do it. And no, 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 no. Yeah. All right. Go on. Go on. Explain. Paul decides to do it, and. Uh, even though they took the gun away from him, he starts to do it with his bare hands. Yeah, all right, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, and at that point, Bob grabs the gun away from Arch, who's the one that's been keeping it, yeah. and points it at Paul to make him stop strangling the German woman. Yeah, and, and that's a fair point, too, to bring this up, because this point, it's, it's a strange thing, because if he was going to if he was going to kill the woman anyway him, later, which he does, there was no reason for him to shoot Paul then. Right. I don't think he had any intention of shooting the woman. I think he was just as surprised as everybody else when he did it. Yeah. All right. That's good, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Um, Because he he ends up in a standoff with Paul, and Paul's like, basically, the second you take your eyes off me, I'm going to kill you. Um, 
and then he goes to reach for the gun, and Bob shoots his finger off. Yeah. And so then Paul gets mad about it and goes to attack him, and Paul shoots him in the head. Yeah, uh, so I, I would say that Paul is not guilty for killing – I mean, not Paul. Uh, uh, Bob is not guilty for killing Paul because he stopped the murder and he was self-defense. Yes, I would agree. And then he fucks up completely. And and yeah, also – and, also, also, uh, and also Paul was keeping – kidnapped all of them technically because he wouldn't leave, let him leave the room, right, for all that time. So well, here's the thing, though. At this point, they're not being kept here by Paul. They're being kept right. here by Hawk. By the room. Yeah, that's true. All right, so even though Paul was guilty of of holding them without their consent, he did finally let go, and 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 at that point, he's not guilty. He's not worthy to be executed for for that because again, he let them go. So what he was were it was okay for the assassination of Paul was because Paul Paul was not assassinated. Paul was killed in self defense. Yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So, so, so I. Yeah, you're right. So Paul's death was acceptable because he was planning to kill other people, including uh, not just quote unquote the Nazi, but also Bob. Um, and and so Bob had to blow his brains out, which is mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. Yeah, I well, did not feel then, sorry for him. And then he like the German woman made a comment about. Um, was it about Paul or was it about uh, Hawk and his wife? Uh, anyway, he, she made some rude comment about Bob's friends, uh, which honestly, I, I understand her perspective. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to be honest, Bob wasn't friends with any of them anyway. So, Bob, right. yeah, I would agree they with treated you. him like shit. Yeah, they, 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 they are fucking assholes. You're absolutely right. But, but for some reason, it rubs Bob the wrong way and he shoots her in the head. Right, right. It's um, like it's like it's like my brother's a dink, but uh, but I'm the only one that can beat him up. Not exactly. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. But he uses he says it's because they couldn't leave the room otherwise. Well, and here's Which the thing, and here's, and here's where I want to like I want to check in with y'all specifically, Phil, because I'm just curious as to what his answer is going to be, um, because because Phil is very black and white when it comes to his moral stances. So, if you were if you were in this situation, let's say, like I, I understand that you don't believe in any of those supernatural stuff, but say you were in this situation, it has been definitively shown to you that there is a supernatural presence that's preventing you from leaving the room, and the supernatural presence is not going to let you leave until you kill this woman. What do you do? Yeah, that's a fair point. I I uh, I don't think I would do it. I, I, I so you're just going to sit there and starve to death in that room? I'd rather save my soul that, because I, I, as a, a Catholic, Roman Catholic, that kind of sort of believes, um, I, I wouldn't want to face okay. it. Now, would you face, stop the others from doing it? You know, I I, I would, yeah. I would have done what Bob did and say, stop killing her, yeah. And, and I wouldn't have done soul. what Bob did in the end. <laughs> well, that's, that, that's what made him a criminal was killing her. He yeah. was fine up until that point, but once that's he shot right. her, he was in the same row as all of them. That's absolutely right. Yeah, I would concur 100%. So after I, – I would kill Paul, 
because obviously he, he was going to kill the woman, then also he was going to kill me. But then, yeah, I would not have killed the woman, but I would have told her to, to go fuck off. Or I would have said, yeah, you have a good point. These people are fucking assholes. But I don't <laughs> think I would kill her. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't kill her. And then if Archibald or Marla said, then give me the gun, I want to blow her brains out. I, I, don't, I don't know if, if I would have... I don't, I don't know. I mean, you've got to protect someone... But it would have taken me a lot longer to get there, but I'm not going to claim I never would have gotten there. Yeah, and that's you're trapped in that room for two days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll never say that change. I would never get to that point. I agree. Yeah, you know, I, I I probably would because I'm the type of person that would just have a mental breakdown if I murdered her and got free. I still would be like my whole life would be fucked up for the rest of my world. So I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Barrett, how about you? Yeah, I think that I'm in, in the boat with you, Eric. After a certain amount of time, if I'm convinced it's supernatural and the only way I'm getting out of there is by her death, I wouldn't want to be the one to do it if someone else was willing to. But if I had to be, I would be the one to make it. Hmm. Yeah. Mike? Not in that situation, so it's really, really hard for me to say. Right. Um, this is all hypothetical. I think. I'd be, I might end up doing it, uh, but again, it's there. There's some things, there's some shade thrown at the character that could give you, uh, give you an excuse, right? Give you an mm-hmm. out, a justification for for committing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that as someone who is outside of it and speaking dispassionately, but trying to imagine being caught up in the heat of that moment and maybe just looking for any excuse to justify doing what I don't want to do. Right. That, that's, that's what it sounds like, Mike. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Well, and just try to yeah. find anything that would say, okay, this is okay for me to do it without me going straight to hell when I die. Right. Well, <laughs> and, and the, the end of the movie I thought was really a bummer because <laughs> yeah. Bob commits this murder and then for a minute, the door still won't open, so he screams at Hawk to open the doors, and he finally does. Um, and at that point, that's when we get the line from Arch saying, well, I'm going to take a responsibility for what I did, um, which is killing a whole bunch of children in the war. Um, he's like, are you going to take responsibility for what you did? Um, and it ends with a shot of uh, Marla and Bob in the car together, uh, and Marla's crying and hasn't spoken a word to Bob, and you can just tell that, that their their marriage is ended because um, clearly she married Bobby because he wasn't like the others. And, 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 he, may, and he may have not known that she was a, a torturer either. No, I think, I think he, he knew in, in willful denial on that. Right. He didn't seem surprised when they were talking about it at all. Right. Right. Well, and and you know what though, I, I still don't think what he does compares to anything that the others have done. Because again, he was in a situation, or they all were in a situation where, in theory, you could say he saved all of them. While Archibald just a fucking scumbag because he mass murdered children. And assuming we'll get to that, assuming she is a torturer. You know, she's doing it for uh, for her country, right? But no, but she's doing it without 
uh, a situation where there's a gun to her head that, you know, while versus this here, Bob does it where it's technically an invisible gun to his head by Hawk, which basically says if, if you don't do it, you guys are stuck here. Yeah. And so it's a little different. What but here's Bob, the thing: if we if we're gonna if we could just partition off the stuff that happened in the film itself, and yeah. look at what characters did during the war, yeah, this was literally an existential war for Western civilization. Um, there was a literal gun to the heads of almost everybody at that time, um, and things like interrogating prisoners were often done to. In, in the name of getting intelligence, I would save lives, or at least save lives of people on your side, um, or could end the war faster. You know, this is this is where this whole ugliness of war comes in. Uh, it depends on what you believe and what's motivating you. And there, there, this isn't like an optional war that they have, right? This this was going against the Nazis and it was going against the Japanese. Although this particular group is dealing with the the, the Western Front, so they're dealing with the Nazis. Um, and the Italians. And the Italians. And, yeah, and, but and some atomic bombs on some Japanese people. You know, just a few of them. This is Mike specifically said this is the Western Front that, that they <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. So, All part of the morals. Like, I don't know what, and I maybe I missed it. Like, what did Hawk know when he ordered... Um, Archie to throw to blow up the building. What did Archie know when he threw the grenades into the school? Like, did according, he believe? According to what they said, they knew they knew there were children in there. All of them did. Right, all three of them. Him, Paul, Hawk, all knew it. How did the order? Archie took the action. Paul saw it all happen. Right, but we all well saw it all happen is. is Right, but they all. But, but Barrett is right. Barrett, the Barrett, Barrett is right. They all knew children were in in the building. Right, they knew it was a school. It, it was, it was like designated, bomb, dude. It was an Oklahoma bombing. Wait, it was wait, a wait. designated shelter. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, it was a designated, designated shelter, shelter. But were there Nazis in the building? It doesn't matter. They, they, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can you can have the Nazis in the building. You can have a PLO leader or Hamas leader in a building, and if Israel drops a bomb on that building, they, and and there's 50 civilians in the building too. What are you bringing Israel in there for? I, we do that. What are you talking about? We do that. Using that as an example, where where Israel always gets ripped for saying, "Oh well, they just killed 20 Palestinians because they." Assassinated uh, one Palestinian that was part of Hamas, and and my point is is if you if there's a Nazi that's in the building, you you don't you don't blow up the building if there's fifty children there with the Nazi. Well, what it is sounding like, and I might be wrong, but they were in the middle of a push. There were men getting shot by snipers and by 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 soldiers, and there and it, were there soldiers in that building, or did they believe soldiers were in that building shooting their men? Yeah, there, I believe there were snipers taking out their men, and they needed to get. Yeah, well, them. yeah, and Mike, you're, yeah, they don't have kind, time to call Ethan Hunt to come in and do Mike, some Mike, impossible mission shit. You kind, you kind of have it take them right, out because, because, wait, right? If 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 we're dropping bombs on Dresden and Berlin and whatever, and they're dropping bombs on on Warsaw and and Budapest or wherever, then you're you're killing civilians along with. Oh yeah, uh, the soldiers. So, sure. so it, it's it's true. You're, that's a fair point, Mike. The question is then: Is this more like um, 
just rounding up people and shooting them in the head, even though they're not not you know true war crimes. So I, I see your point, Mike. So yeah, you could be you could argue that because the sniper's in it, but I don't know, man. Is is it? I still think that's different than dropping bombs from an airplane. But you're right. You have a thing that it, it is. And the fact that it was a trial, school right? is what that, the fact that it was a school. I think is what really hurt him the most, and the fact that they knew it was a designated, tar- you know, non-target. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, yes, but that's the designated non-target. There you go. That, that, that's so and, what there are people who will take up residence, yes, uh, or establish a base inside a no-fire zone, such as a shelter or something, a hospital. Absolutely, that's what uh, Ara- uh, Saddam because saying. they know you're not going to yeah. because they think you're not going to shoot them. And that's the problem right. is if you don't then that just gives them license to do it more. We're, we're going off the rails here. Yeah, um, right. No, 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 but we're trying to determine whether or not Jeremy, uh, uh, Archibald is a war crime, or truly a war criminal or not. He is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Basically what he's, what he's, the only thing he's got point. is the I was following orders defense. It's a well, good my, point, but he knew there were kids there. But Mike has a good point, though, which is you have snipers in there that are mowing down American soldiers. Right. If I have a feeling that if you put him in court, yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, front of, now, this is going to be um, probably this will probably be a, uh, a military tribunal or will be a civilian court. Doesn't matter. Well, that, way, it does matter. Way, it does it, well, matter. I know, but who cares? We don't know. So he's going to he's uh, going to go to trial. Anyway, he's going to go to trial. If he's sitting there saying there were snipers in the building, he knew there were snipers in the building. He knew there were kids in the building, but damn it, he had to save his his the men in his, his platoon. Right. I think he's getting off. I don't he's know. Not a war I'm not sure. I, I, I think know. that I think that the kids, yes, were on the first floor, but I think they would argue he could have gone past the kids and gone up to kill the snipers rather than throw a grenade into the kids. Mm-hmm. Well, well, it's the, it's the argument: Do you send in? Do you do the picket charge and get mowed down? Or that's what he did. Well, or or or, or, you, or you throw the grenades in so you don't have to do the picket charge. He did both. Here's, really, here's 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 the thing. Hawk gave the order for him to throw those grenades in. All right. So when he tells, when Arch tells the story, that's what happened. Hawk gave the order. He followed the order, and that's his whole stance. He feels horrible about it. It'll haunt him till the day it dies. But he admits that he did it, and he did it on Hawk's orders. Paul saw the whole thing happen. Hawk was going to protect his guy, right, and uh, had convinced Paul to testify that he saw some no-name private throw the grenades into the building uh, yeah, that's, to that's get Arch off. Um, and then later on when things get contentious in the room and Paul's trying to get his way and be able to kill the woman, uh, he brings up the fact that he saw what actually happened and uh, calls Arch the baby butcher. That's right. Which, yeah, yeah, which that's, that's a leads fair point to too. the conclusion that, that what they did was wrong. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would concur. Yeah. I'm just saying, and I think it's also pretty clear from point. the movie that in it's it's pretty it's front page news, and uh, the court of public opinion has already convicted Arch. Yeah. No, and if he goes to point. trial, I think he would he would lose just because of that. You know, you know though he his his defense. I think I think he may have a decent defense, which is that I didn't want my my men to get mowed down. It, I, I was asked to it do depends. it. And then he could say, you know, I mean, the Allied forces were, were dropping bombs right on, on buildings right next to us. 
it and, depends. And the civilians are there, too. We're right? also at the point where they're convicting Germans and executing Germans for doing bad things. So with his being front-page news and that, they might not want to say, okay, you've got a good defense. We're going to let you off. They might still make him an example. Could be, yeah, yeah. But 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 the question is how morally th- – this is a true gray situation. If there was snipers in there that were – the Nazis decided to use the school as a, I, a hiding place. One reason why so many police officers um, – and I'm not going to get into the, the – whether it's right or wrong, but it's just reality. So many police officers have gotten off or been acquitted on charges of uh, of shooting or harming or killing a suspect is once they get up there and they say, I felt my life was threatened, a lot of the people in the jury, kind of recently that's shifted a little bit, but people in the jury will say, you know what, I can't judge somebody when their life is threatened. I can't, someone who's there, who in theory is there to protect my safety and enforce the law. Well, in the aftermath of World War II against the Nazis, um, I think you're going to find a very sympathetic jury who are going to want to find – if you get him there giving a convincing performance on the stand and speaking for himself and speaking honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if um, – and again, a lot of it would depend on exactly what this, the details are. I, I, for the same reason, I'm not saying it's right, not saying it's wrong. I, for the same reason, he would probably end up being acquitted. Yeah, if he if he uh, tells the story the same way on a stand that he did in a room, then I can think be the, the yeah. jury's going to be sympathetic. But right. I don't find what he did gray because he knew there were kids in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, oh, not oh, gray, oh, that's not gray to me at all. No, no, no. I, I, when I said gray, I mean he has to make a decision to uh, prevent the soldiers from getting mowed down because there's Nazis in there that are shooting them or take out those Nazis – to, to stop it all, unfortunately, civilians are in the in the situation as well. Or try to find a different way around, or I'm sure there were more solutions than just two. Kill a bunch of kids or let my guys get shot. I think there's more than one solution here. And remember, you have to get a unanimous jury to convict. Yeah, I'm not caring right. about that anymore. I'm just talking about whether what he did was gray or not. I don't think it's gray. There's no grayness to this to me. No, but whether he ends up being a war criminal is going to depend on whether he's convicted. Right, right, yeah. right. No, but he he believes he's guilty. Yes. Well, well he I, wants he wants to be punished. But again, though, what what is gray in war? Especially you know when when Germans and Allied forces are dropping bombs on cities. I don't you know? think those are gray. <laughs> but right, but but it's happening, and so it's like. How I don't know the whole thing. It, is, it's it's very confusing to decide where to draw the line when you're talking about the horrors of war. I think we I need to leave it there. The and there's there's a reason why most and um, I've never been in war. I've certainly never been in a shooting war. I know some people who are veterans, but none of the people I know in veterans, to the best of my knowledge, were involved in any uh, any, any enemy action. Um, so I can only go by what I've read and learned and people who have been in the wars that come back came back did not talk about it with people who were not there there was a reason why you had like the vfws they could go there and talk amongst themselves but they did not like yep. talking about right. yeah well, like, they, like my my, my uh all my uh, portuguese great uncles 
and uh, even even one of their sons in Nam, they they all have purple hearts, you know. And, but they, yeah, they didn't they didn't talk about what was going on, you know. And then my yeah, French my, uncle, my grandfather never talked about it. Right, my my French uncle talked about it though because he was a um, on a destroyer and he he used one of those guns and he shot down a, a Japanese zero. And so that was kind of cool for him, but but all the other ones were were uh, weren't in the navy. They were they were all army, and so they yeah they they were in the trenches and not the trenches, but you know what I'm saying. So it was it was a little different. My mom's uncle uh, was shot down and uh, held in a German camp. He never talked about it. Sure. Well, you know, if I was in that situation, I might not want to talk about it either. Oh, I'm sure. I'm just saying it, sure, it was not- definitely not a talked about thing. Because no, I imagine most of them are not there doing an Arnold Schwarzenegger bravely charging into enemy fire. They're they're shitting their pants. They were drafted. So. And, right. Well, some of them were drafted, some signed up. There's a the, lot were drafted. Shooting at people and killing people they don't know. Yeah. Right. And either whether they're drafted or not, you know, they're not they're not expecting to be in the middle of nowhere fighting and, and being shot at and shooting people. If they, I mean, they understand that's what the military is, but most people who join the military don't ever see action. For, thank well, God. When you're enlisting in World War II, you probably expected to see action. That is true. Uh, that is true. A lot of them didn't expect to come back. It was a meat grinder. Yeah, it sure was. Yeah, that's it. And, and I don't care how gung-ho you were about going and engaging the enemy. When there was bullets flying around you and the guy to the left of you just had his head blown off. Um. You're you gonna be, yeah. You can imagine. Yeah, you're gonna do anything to survive, right? Not if you're not a a uh, what's the, the word there, Phil? That I'm thinking of uh, a person with emotionally disturbed. Cluster B. Cluster B. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're going to shoot your back, your pants. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're a cluster B, then you're actually don't even. Yeah, it's it doesn't even matter. You're, you're a nihilist, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. I, that's why, like, like you said, so Paul did something horrible. I can understand why he maybe did something horrible. I am not remotely conditioned to judge what he did, given that I was not there at the time and don't know the specifics of the circumstance. And I recognize he understands the horror of what he did. Um, and, and that's one thing. Um, I can even understand the guy making the argument, making the order and having to make the call to do it because he's kind of facing a similar thing. His men are dying. His job is to protect his men. His job is really not to protect the German children. Also, the a lieutenant colonel, if he's making the decision, which is Hawk, he's still getting orders from the general. And so if the general says, you take that fucking school, you do it. And he goes, yeah, but there's children in there. You take that fucking school and you do it. Right. And, Hawk has to, and so Hawk goes, all right, Jesus. So, so he sends the troops in and they're all getting mowed down. And then he finally says to – Hawk says to, to uh, Archibald, he says, just grenade the fucking place. We've we got to take him out because the general says we've got to get it. So, you know, it's – there you go. I mean, that and is I just, I just re- I rewatched a, a few good men recently and, and during the trial in that movie um, – it's laid out that when you're in the military, you don't have the option to not follow orders. Everybody follows orders or people die. Um, right. right. Well, so okay. that's, that's, right. Uh, you know, it's specifically the Marines they're talking about in that situation. But I think that pretty much applies to all branches of the military. If you, give an, if you get an order, you follow the order. Right, right. Well, and that, that was the unfortunate thing with the Germans, was, which is they said, all right, take these civilians and put them up against the wall. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, but that's and, a little and, hard. Right, if they said, here, 
look, there's an elementary school. I was just following orders. Go, go blow up the elementary school, and there's no snipers in it. You're like, I don't see exactly how what how right. this is going to save people. You know, when there's snipers in the building, again, that changes the, the, the arithmetic. If you say, put, put these, these civilians up against the wall, uh, or what? They're going to lodge a complaint? Um, right. You know, as opposed to, say, if they were, I don't yeah, know, German it, generals. It, you have to take all the puzzle pieces and put them together. If there's, an, if there's Nazis in there that are shooting your soldiers, and the general says, you, you, you take that fucking school, then is that a war crime? Maybe not. If, 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 if it's just them saying, uh, hey, let's just take that school, and uh, who cares? It, and there's, there's children there, but we got to throw grenades in. That's a little different. So I, I see exactly what you're saying, Mike. Absolutely. Cool. So um, back to the ending, I just wanted to finish my thoughts on that, uh, which is that um, it's clear that the marriage between Marla and Bob is, is done. Um, She's not even speaking to him. And uh, I, I think what it comes down to is that she had interrogated the woman. She had told everybody in the room, she's not a spy. And he killed her. So not only is he now a murderer, but he also went against what she had told him after putting her professional skills to use. But I was quite surprised when he killed Paul. Oh, mm-hmm. I think that's part of it too. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you, you could say Bob's a hero. Ahead. Bob's a hero because he, he saved, got them out of that room. Because otherwise, that's he true. stuck there forever. That's true. Definitely out. Well, maybe it. we don't know. That's what. I, that's how I'm looking at it. I, I don't know if there's a time limit on uh, windows to the other world from seances. But based off of a fastener and, and banging his head, I don't mm-hmm. think. I think they were there. I don't think they were stuck and they were dead, like you said, Eric. Might be. Might be. I'm just going to say, given how much we've said the word Nazis and shooting up elementary schools and blowing up elementary schools, we have to have been tagged by the NSA at this point, right? I mean, oh, dude, we were tagged a long time ago. Just check. Yeah. yeah. No, if only because of my association with Dan. But, um, <laughs> but let's also go one other place. Um, we had, and I, and I kind of like. Hey, I saw a good Will Hunting, dude. The NSA is, is fucking criminals. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah, I would trust Goodwill Hunting. That's evidence in court. Um, you had uh, free speech. You had what was her name? Um, the Susan. Susan, the wife. Susan. What appeared to be Susan's spirit come back and say that uh, the German Killed woman her. murdered her. Right. Yep. So, so the, Ger- the knife going in the wrist. You know what? Then Bob was right to kill the Hilda because Hilda was evil, and he was a hero. Maybe. So Marla, Let's not forget that go. this is the spirit of a mentally unstable woman. Exactly, I had no and proof this is, of this woman being a spy, or it's and, even a demon, and, like Phil said, That's and could true. could have taken her own life and been well, lying about the whole thing just to just to get her way and and kill the woman she thought was a spy. Well, there was, there was Either way, Bob was everywhere. a hero because he, he freed them from, from that hell. <laughs> I, would also, I would also argue um, that uh, uh, Martha, that her, her interrogation skills I find a little questionable because she starts wanting to find that she's not a Nazi. Yeah, uh, tell that's, us a, that's a fair that. point. Yep. 
And so now I would have given the, the, the theme of the story. I was concerned because it's a horror story. I was concerned that they were going to have some last scene where she gets away and we find out, oh, but she really was a Nazi. Mm-hmm. Villain one, dot, dot, dot. Because that would undermine, I think, everything they were trying to say. The idea of people not being able to let go of their hatred. Um, if if this was a Hollywood film, they would have they would have had that. They would have forced the director to change it. Yeah. Um, and that would have, and that, that that really would have, because it basically would have said, no, no, it's okay. You should be judging people based on their accents. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Uh, it's. I, I listen. I'm glad that it ended the way it, it did. Kind of there. I thought they found a way to make it shocking. I'm glad that they showed Bob had bigger balls than uh, the rest of the scumbag. Give credit for. Uh, but again, sometimes having the balls to do a thing doesn't mean you have it's doing the right thing. Well, freedom. So it was the right thing. You got out of it. Otherwise, they were they were going to starve to death like like we were talking about. Yeah. I mean, you don't they don't know that for sure. So they were, this is, you know, it's sort of like, you know, the boat just went down. It's not the time to start eating people. You got to wait a little bit. Um, <laughs> that's a perfect analogy there, Mike. Well, we, you have a fair point, Barrett, which is we don't know what was going to happen, whether they could just eventually leave or not, even if they didn't kill Hilda. But based off of what was going on, it, where, where the things eating the key and, and Archibald sees hell again, you know, and all this other shit. It's like, I don't know, dude. I think they're doomed. Unless unless they do what the ghosts say. Or demons or whatever the hell they were. Ultimately, with you on that, it's just, I'd like, I w- you know, if they had given a little more time. <laughs> it was just. Yeah, yeah. That's where, that's where Bob, but I think that's the point of the movie, is Bob went to the level they were all already at. Well, and I think that Bob had just been traumatized by the situation with Paul and yeah. like yeah. when the woman made that comment about his friends like he he just he was he was still in guttural reaction mode and and shut yeah. in the head absolutely right yeah she was a Cause even if it even if it had happened 5 minutes later i don't know if the outcome's the same i agree yeah. i don't think she should have approached him at all she should have just left well enough alone yeah, she was. I, I, I didn't like the Hilda character. I just thought she acted way too weird for a situation. Well, and I, I think that was intentional just, to put doubt in our mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I, I'm t- I'm telling you, it, she was tied up, and these are all friends with the guy that tied her up and the wife that called her a Nazi, and she just acted too laissez faire, and uh, it's just weird. It, it's like I would be with on my her attitude is laissez faire. Well, she was just a. She didn't she act how. But you don't act that way with people who have have guns, who are friends with the people that called you a Nazi and want you dead. Well, we'll, we'll tie just, you up and put her in a row wardrobe and see what kind of mood you're in when you get out. I, uh, I would. I, I would. I would be very quiet and looking for my opportunity to get the gun and blow all their fucking brains out. But <laughs> I would not be talking back to any of them because I'm not stupid. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. All about opportunity. Yep, it's opportunity. Wait I don't know how many how many times you've been in that situation where you really know how people would behave. Man, I was just in that that situation yesterday. Well, that's the thing, Mike. It's 
there's a fucking gun in the room, and I was just tied up by these people's friends, and these people's friends are as fucked up as the guy and the wife that that called me a Nazi and tied me up. I, I, I don't know, dude. And she's just a fucking idiot, and she deserves to die. Then fuck her. And she's a kraut, so fuck her. <laughs> there is. I thought it was interesting. I don't know if they were. They know this. Um, they have done studies, and they've looked at like how children behave, and small children actually re- react far worse to a person who sounds different than to a person who looks different. Um, that that seems to be like a a, a very ingrained prejudice in human beings is people who speak either a different language or just a different uh, accent. Um, you know, well, my grandfather had an accent, and he was fine. I, I had no issues with him. Right from Portugal. You grew up with him. They're, they're, right. they're, I'm, I'm just being a wise ass way. Yeah, but I mean, look, we, we are, let's face it, we are tribal species, and we have the thing of anyone outside our what we identify as our group as a potential threat instinctively and one of the ways to do it is you know do they not speak our language um language is a thing that comes very naturally to uh to people even like uh children who are born deaf will try to speak even though they can't hear anybody speaking around them um it's a thing that we just do uh like I said instinctively so uh it makes sense that yeah that's a trigger for us and I'm not saying that justifies being racist against somebody because they speak with an accent. Uh, no, no. I, I mean, I, I've dated but, girls from China with, with that have thick accent. So it's, it's right. I, but I, it's, you're, but you're it's just not a bad thing to be aware that that instinct is there and that it's maybe one that you have to uh, you have to suppress. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, she. Um, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I mean, Bob, I wouldn't have done what Bob did, but everybody else that saw Bob do what he did, they should, they should be taking him out to beer for beers and, and, and giving him a, a T-bone steak saying, thank God you got us the hell out of that fucking nut place. He's a hero. Hero. Just my thoughts. Again, though, I'm, I'm being hyperbolic and, and intentionally funny at, at, at times as well. I, I know. Uh, it's being silent to make you feel awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do. That's, what, that's, that's why I had to, I had to regroup. Um, but on a serious note, um, whatever Gagan was trying to do to make us think of Bob at the end, I still think – his his justification of what he did was 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 not not as as horrible as as I think he was trying to make us think because like you said their marriage is over or whatever and Mala thought he was different and it's like how, who who she can she can fuck off because you don't throw stones when you live in a glass house and and he Lots of people throw stones. Right, right. They do. So it's so, a realistic character. Well, all right, that's fine, that's fine. But, but you know, if one of the reasons he dated him or married him or whatever was because he was an, he wouldn't do the things that I did. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. It's it's just weird. I, I just don't like the characters. The character, the many of the characters were, were just. I don't know. There's some issues with them. That's people. Not not they not. Re- they seemed real to me. That's. that's 
I'm not saying that. I'm not yeah, saying they were all, but just, everybody I, in I that room, everyone in that room had been put into unusual and extreme circumstances. And, you know, certainly being in a war is, is qualifies for, for that. Um, it, well, I, I agree with Dan's comment that everybody in the movie is broken. Um, Oh, yeah. Bob may be the least broken at the beginning of the movie, but he joins everybody else by the end. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he was, his, yeah. his trauma is even more immediate than all of theirs. Right. Well, right, because he was just going there because his wife wanted to see an old friend, and they're going to have a, a yeah. dinner. And, for, and, and then he's, he gets put into that shit. It's like what? they've all learned to live with their trauma. <laughs> <laughs> right. He hasn't even well, had time. He didn't even deserve it. He shouldn't have been there. Right. I mean, you know, he got fucked over big time. I don't know. And, and honestly. Like, Marla should have known better, honestly. She shouldn't have brought him. And, and to be honest, if I was Marla, I wouldn't have gone either because it's like, why do I want to be friends with these fuckers? You know, just wash my hands and move on and, and find new friends. I think war makes, you know, bonds that are hard to break. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Well, they were supposedly childhood friends, too, or something? Well, the the blurb says that. I don't know if it was put forth in the movie. I, I didn't get it from the movie. Yeah, and it would be hard to believe that the three soldiers uh, were just randomly from the same town, and then they were in the same platoon under, you know, Hawk, under, over Paul and Archibald. Mm-hmm. But, but I could see Mala maybe being childhood friends with somebody in that group. Because obviously she wasn't in the platoon, so how does she know them? Oh, she knows them because she grew up with one of them anyway. But, I don't know. Um, anything else we got to say? Anything? Uh, I'm good. I did want to say I like um, the ghost. Like they have the arm during the seance and then the, the actual visits of the ghost. Because I don't know how they did it, but it felt like an old school effect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. And, and I appreciated that. Um, it, it just worked for me a little better than your standard, what, what is it, typical like CGI generated uh, image. Um, I agree. So I don't, I don't know if they did it as an actual like processed optical shot, but it had the same feeling of that. And maybe that's just because I'm, I'm, I'm old. And new things are are, are scary um, and should be shunned, but um, yeah. But I just I just kind of liked that it was it had that sort of an old school feel to it. Yeah, I liked um, how it opened with the black and white and ended with the black and white, but went into color for the movie. It was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And, and they still say the ears were the scariest thing in the film. So. The what? The what? Ears, ears. Oh yeah, yeah. Or just, I actually years. had a hard time looking at his face sometimes. He was just like going, oh, my God, those are fucking ears. I was half expecting him to fly around the room. <laughs> Dumbo. Wow. Harsh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else anybody want to bring up? All right. I guess uh, we can wrap up that section of the the podcast, which was the film. Uh, let's see if we have uh, time for any further things, and uh, we kind of do. Uh, so, uh, Eric, uh, is there anything that uh, you've watched or whatever 
uh, video games or something you wanted to let folks know about that would be interested that would listen to dark discussions? Sure. Um, yeah, I um, I caught up with something that uh, I, I was actually surprised I hadn't watched up until now because um, uh, I was listening to the KingCast podcast and it came up, which is Storm of the Century, which was a uh, network television miniseries back in 1999. And uh, it's available on Hulu currently, so I, I watched that, um, and it was it was interesting. I think it, uh, they stretched it out a little bit longer than it needed to be. I also think it suffered because of the television network budget, um, but there's some interesting stuff in there. Um, so if you're into that kind of thing, I, I would I would recommend checking it out. Um, the basic premise is that. Uh, Bunch of folks live on an island off the coast of Maine. Shocker. Um, and uh, a strange man shows up and bad things starts to happen just as a massive storm hits. So that's the premise. Um, yeah, so I'd recommend it. Into this episode too. <laughs> <laughs> um, then I did a couple of rewatches. I rewatched Unbreakable, which is still a great movie. Uh, and on 4th of July... I'm sure somebody here can guess what I watched on the 4th of July. Jaws! Jaws, correct. Um, every year. Did, did you also watch uh, uh, Return of the Living Dead? No. I did. That, that takes place, too. I, you know I'm the one person in the universe that doesn't care for that movie. Sure. <laughs> the one. Um, I'll allow it. I don't think it's horrible. I'm just, everybody goes gaga over it, and oh, I don't. That's all. That's all. Um, and then, uh, other than that, I pretty much just been spending most of my free time playing Diablo 4. Um, which, you know, it does have some horror elements in the game. Uh, there's <laughs> demons. The bears, dude, the bears. <laughs> the bears, you weirdo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but there's demons and, and like, there's parts of the game, like, first time through the story, there's parts of the game where, like, there's, like, body parts flying all over the screen. I'm just like, oh, that's, that's kind of nasty. I like it. Um, so, yeah, Diablo 4 I'm still having a blast with. The I'll raise her feel in the game, too. Mm-hmm. The piss. <laughs> I sent uh, I sent Mr. Watson a text. Um, apologizing when when I realized I was going to have to kill polar bears in that game. Shouldn't have attacked. Why? You. Why would you have to apologize to Watson? Oh, he loves polar bears. Oh, gotcha. Did not know that. Yeah. Right. Anything else, Eric? Uh, that's it for me. Because man, if I've been spending a lot of time playing Diablo Four, I now have a level seventy-eight rogue and a level sixty-one sorcerer. Very good, very good. Uh, so some news. Uh, Holly Amber Church, who we interviewed for Open 24 Hours, that horror film, uh, mm. she actually did the main title theme for uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, and she was just nominated for the Emmys. Nice. For outstanding Great. main title theme. Isn't uh-huh. that pretty awesome? Yeah, that is That is awesome. awesome. Yeah, so that that is cool. Yeah, she was great interview. She was awesome. Um, let's see what else. Uh, so I've been playing Diablo as well. I got a forty 
fifth level sorcerer, no, 43rd level sorcerer, sorceress, I'm sorry, and a 50 something level barbarian. Um, so I'm doing the, the um, main story with the sorceress, while the, mm-hmm. with the barbarian, I was just doing all the side quests. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a pretty good game. Uh, the bears are really scary, really scary. <laughs> They, and they are, they are hard to take down those bears. They, they, they are. Set that up with the Care Bears, too. So the, the, the bears are not to be taken lightly. I'll give you that. Yeah. Especially when, like you said, Eric, when you get like eight of them at once, it's like, holy shit. They're all <laughs> knocking you down. Oh, well, they charge you, too. Oh, yeah. Then they stand up and they, they drop down. On you. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Very scary. Very scary. And then you die. They rip your stretch. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I, I finished season two of From F R O M on MGM Plus, um, and uh, it ends with uh, with no answer, real answers and uh, um, a cliffhanger. Uh, but all in all, the the season was pretty awesome, um, as good as the first season. Um, and then, so that's a good horror show. Uh, I've heard about that show because of Mike. And then. Um, I've watched, uh, um, that's about it, actually, yeah, yeah, so, uh, nothing, nothing else of note. Uh, oh, yeah, I already mentioned the Diablo, so, yeah, that's it. So, uh, let's go for you, Barrett. Um, hmm. not really watching anything of note. Uh, we actually started watching the show Luther, um, which has been around for a while, but, uh, we just started watching it. And I'm enjoying that. Uh, we still haven't finished from season two. We need to get back on that. And then uh, I'm playing a lot of Diablo as well. I've got a 76 level um, druid and a 52nd level sorcerer. That's pretty much it. It's taking a lot of my time. All right, sounds good. And uh, let's go to you, Mike. Well, uh, let's see. I just had a student, a former student, arrested for murder, so that's good. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I Did you uh, put them was, up to it. No comment. <laughs> uh, I had a. Uh, let's see. I've actually been playing uh, Portal and Portal Two, which I haven't played in ten or fifteen years. Whenever they first. I was going to say those are relatively old games, aren't they? I never yeah, even heard uh, of them. What, what the heck is that? Um, it's a first-person puzzle game, kind of, uh, and you're, like, a test subject, and you're being put through these tests, um, by an AI that is, that starts out as just sort of condescending in in walking you through the game, and then becomes more and more sinister and condescending as the game progresses. It's, the the, the game is, is fun as a puzzle kind of solving game. The first portal took me about two hours to run through a second, uh, this time. Uh, it might be my third or fourth time running through it, but again, it's been well over a decade since I, I, I played it the last time. The only, the only I, reason I know what portal is is because the director, Dan Trachtenberg, who did uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane and Prey, um, one of his early projects was a short called Portal, No One Escape, based on a game, I believe. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and I, if you can find it, I know you can download it on a, on a couple of systems. You can certainly play it on PC. Because it's an old game, you can get it cheap. I, I highly recommend it. And they, then they expand it into a 
uh, a more a, a little bit more of a fleshed out game. It's about maybe a ten hour play for Portal Two. Um, and if I remember correctly, J.K. Simmons has a, a voice acting role in it. Um, but it's just it's a it's a they're fun games and with a very very wicked dark sense of humor. Uh, so I enjoy, I've enjoyed the hell out of that. Um, but that that's that's the gaming thing. Uh, I went to see uh, the Blackening in theaters, which was a lot of fun. Uh, I know I'm not really the intended audience for that. Uh, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of things in there that went under or over or around my head. I don't know what the appropriate term is because I do not share the uh, ethnic background of the people who made and star in the film. Uh, but I enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, it's a lot of fun. And it's a, it's, it's a funny, it's a comedy, but the horror is played pretty straight. Um, let me think, what else have I seen? Um I, I, Phil, you mentioned last time that you had seen The Little Mermaid, which I, I went to see that a couple of days ago before it leaves theaters, yep. and it was, I, it was okay. I don't think it was, it was horrible. Um, I think the actress, you know, did fine in the role. Certainly had the, the voice for the, the part. Um, but with like a lot of these Disney remakes, I don't entirely feel that it was necessary. I know why they did it because people pay, like you and I, pay to go see it. Money. They did it because money. They did it for money. They did it for money, absolutely. And I, I think it's you know people have said that it's not doing well, but it's still something like the fifth highest box office of the year. You know, films in general are just not doing well, which might have something to do with the fact that they're you know putting them out on streaming 15 minutes after they hit theaters. Um, just just a possibility. Um, well, well, you know, it's it's also. Uh I don't know, I mean, uh, some goodwill, plus there's just so much other things you can do, you know? I mean, I don't... Yeah, well, there's, there's a whole lot of other, but they're not even yeah. really giving... I mean, I mean, does care. anybody care that actors went on strike? I don't. I mean, all I watch... The only things I watch are YouTube and, and play video games, and then when I'm not doing that stuff, I'm reading, walking the dog, doing forest walks, and, and the gym. So it's, I mean, it's not even necessary. Well, none of the things are necessary. Diablo no, 4 is not but, necessary. But, no, but that's my point, is that there's just so many other things that it's like, you know, I mean, like you said, it's like why, The Little Mermaid, it wasn't even necessary. I mean, they... they yeah, but, those, but Phil, but, but Phil you're, you're, those things were there three years ago, you know, four years ago. You know, that, that hasn't changed. Um, the streaming is what has changed in the last few years. So that's – and my point being that that's always been the case. Okay. Fair, fair. Um, yeah, I'm not here to argue with you. I'm just no, saying. No, but I'm saying – but yeah. speaking of box office disappointments, I did see the uh, new Indiana Jones film. I liked it. It's not great. It's definitely better than uh, Crystal's uh, scroll. Um, I can pick points in it that I had issues with. Um, you know, there are people who complain that they turned Indiana Jones into a grumpy old man. Well, he is old, and I don't know if you've actually watched the first three Indiana Jones movies. He's kind of a grumpy young man in those movies. So uh, the idea that he turns into a grumpy old man shouldn't be a shock. Um, like I said, there, there's, there's good points, there's bad points. Not as good as I would have wanted it to be, I probably, but certainly far worse than I, uh, better than, than what I feared it was going to be. Um, so it was okay, uh, which is whatever. Uh, if this was the if the Crystal Skull, I guess, hadn't come out, I probably would have been disappointed. But since Crystal Skull did come out, 
my expectations <laughs> have tempered. Uh, and finally, so Bill, you mentioned um, from. Uh, I'm going to recommend another one. So Paramount Plus. Speaking of the, the uh, streaming services, uh, recently basically fused with Showtime, and so now Showtime stuff is on Paramount Plus. Uh, and that includes a show called Yellow Jackets, which I know has received some Emmy awards, and I've known about yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. They they are owned by the same company, and and they were yeah. So it makes sense that they would they kind of merge. Is it officially merged together, or just getting shows from Showtime? It, it's it's Paramount. It's like Paramount with plus with Showtime or something. I don't know. So anyway, the show Yellow Jackets is on it. And I don't, has anyone here watched Yellow Jackets? Oh, I heard I heard it's really good. I watched the first season. I haven't caught up the second season yet. Okay, yeah, it's basically. Sort of take uh, Lost and Lord of the Flies and Alive and mix them together, and and w- with a girls' soccer team, and that's 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 the that's the story. Uh, yeah, really I'm good. really liking it so far. The two names that I can think of on it uh, that are in it are Juliette Lewis and Christina Ricci. Um, it's sort of told that's, as a that's good. They're good. As, a, as alternating flashbacks, because it's set in there, – there's a story set in, 19, I think, 1995, and there's the story set in the present day, uh, present day for the show being 2021, uh, where there was a group of girls in 1995 on a soccer team going to play the Nationals. The plane crashes in the mountains, and they have to survive. Um, and then you've cut to the present day, and you see who the adults are. Um, how their lives have turned out, and someone is threatening to kind of expose or, or poke into what happened while they were crashed. Well, was it supernatural stuff like like from or? Uh, Eric, I don't know about that. I know I've I have I just they just had the seance in in the I think I'm on episode five that I just watched. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're leaning into maybe something supernatural happening, but I I, I, I don't hope. know. Okay. Now, Mike, Mike, um, the the first I think there is based off of what people said on social media, but um, so the the Juliet Lewis and Christina Ritchie are the present versions of them, and then someone else plays oh, them. God, as younger. Please, yes. Yeah, and then someone else plays them as younger. Gotcha. Well, I, they could have been like really weird too if Juliet Lewis was still trying to play fourteen years old. Or seventeen years old. Well, oh, well, I didn't know it was high school. When you said nationals, I, I thought maybe they, they could have been like college. No, they were just, these are high school girls or Olympians or something. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's, it's high school students. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, and Christina Ricci plays um, plays your favorite type of person. Okay, I'm not sure what that means, but okay. Cluster B. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So interesting, yeah. I'll, I'll check it out. I didn't know it was on Paramount Plus now, so yeah, I'll definitely check it out because uh, I heard that's why it's called Yellow Jackets because they're all Cluster B. <laughs> get it? Uh, get it? Uh, but yeah, they. they uh, I've seen posts where people were saying, "Oh, two shows you should watch that I've been watching is from and Yellow Jackets." And so every time it, I've seen it at like four or five times, people mentioning them together. I enjoyed uh, the first season. I'm just not willing to sign back over the service to watch the second season. Right. Well, oh, was at least okay. on a on a weird oh, yeah. like the MGM thing that nobody nobody subscribed to. Yeah, that used to be epic. that went completely and, and under the radar. They changed and the I just yeah. I just stumbled on it somewhere. Um, I don't. Even, I think I just saw it as like a, as a on one of the uh, like 
to, to buy on one of the streaming sites. So what the hell was that? And I, I ended up digging into it and finding out about it. And that was just dumb luck that I found out about from. And then um, the Yellow Jackets has had a lot of oh, – um, give me another – give me a word. I don't want to say the word uh, for Yellow Jackets. It's had a lot of positive word of mouth. As a, there we go. I'm going to avoid the, the B word. It's had a lot of positive word of mouth. Uh, since the I first season. Do it! Do it! What's, what's the B word mean? Buzz. Oh, buzz. Gotcha, gotcha. It's had a lot of positive... Buzz. Since the first season, and the second season apparently was it's just, I think, finished and was apparently also very good. So Pam and I are streaming that right now. We just... Uh, uh, I did episode five. So I highly, I definitely recommend that. If anything that, that I... That, that, I've watched and mentioned today, uh, I would probably put Yellow Jackets at, at number one. Yep. Oh, so Yellow Jackets is better than From, you think? Uh, I would think, I, I actually would probably say so, at least at this point. All right, that's good. And uh, Well, you recommended From, and, and uh, you didn't let me down, so I have full faith in you, Mike. So I, 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 I won't be let down, but if I am, I'll be pissed at you. But I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> Just making it clear, I did not recommend Skinner Marink. <laughs> oh, you did. You did. No, I recommended Skinner Marink. I did Stop not recommend trying to it. Weasel out of it. Yeah, you're forever linked, Skinner Marink. <laughs> He's just, yeah, you can take that hockey stick and anyway, I won't say it. <laughs> All right, uh, your goose is cooked. Indeed. All right, so uh, that's uh, what we've been watching and whatnot. So uh, we get into our final thoughts. Before we do, uh, first off, happy birthday to co-host Dan of the Scansity podcast. But uh, what is that podcast all about? That, you do uh, that podcast is a general interest podcast that I do with Dan. Um, we uh, had to take a couple of weeks off because of life, uh, but we just got back to it last week. Um, and it was a surprise for me when Dan showed up at my door on crutches. Uh, so if you want to go listen to the story of how that happened, you can listen to the latest episode 540. Did, uh, does he say how old he is, too? Did he say that? Uh, no. Well, actually, you know what? I think he might actually drop the number at some point in the episode. Um, Can you share that with us? <laughs> I'm not going to. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, that's the Scancy podcast called A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can find it wherever you get podcasts. Nice, nice. I gave him a little chuckle because I sent him a, a, a Taylor Swift uh, happy birthday gift. So. I'm sure he loved it. Well, it was funny. It says Taylor and me say happy birthday, and it's Taylor like her giant cat from the commercial. But, oh my but god! It, it, let him bring up Taylor. That's right. That was my way to get Taylor, and I got it in. Thank God. I didn't have to bring. Cat. I didn't have. I didn't have to bring up the cluster B. Mike did that for me. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Barrett, uh, what's that other podcast that uh, me, you, and co-host Sean just did a, a, a theme on, and that we're going to be doing with Mike and a couple other folks? Uh, Later this month in early August, uh, what's that all about? Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. We So in June, we did um, LGBTQ Month. We watched lesbian art house movies every week um, and reviewed them. Those are out there to listen to. And we're going to be uh, reviewing The Suicide Squad as well as Peacemaker. Um, 
that's our next couple of items that are going to be happening. That's right, the James Gunn stuff, the DC stuff. Yep. Um, all right, and um, Mike, what's the podcast that me, you, and Eric are uh, going to be recording actually this Monday? What's that all about? I believe that's Cinema a la carte, um, which is a podcast in which we talk about anything other than Mission Impossible films and movies that would otherwise go into dark discussions. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to see the newest in the Mission Impossible tomorrow, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah, is it out tomorrow? It's, it's, it's out tonight. It's out tonight. Over what movies did or did not qualify as a Dark Discussions podcast that some people maybe wanted to review but didn't really fit under Dark Discussions. So we started doing it this way, and we've watched a lot of uh, movies that we take turns picking, a lot of Tom Cruise films such as Reacher and Collateral, uh, and uh, and then other things I tend to tor- and towards more um, classic genre films like Forbidden Planet, uh, and Flash Gordon and Twelve Months. I'm sure he's going to pick uh, Legends soon to stick with the Tom Cruise thing. Oh no, I'm I'm, I'm not sure what. At some point, I'm going to break and I'm going to pick a Tom Cruise movie. I have not decided what it's going to be yet. Um, although I think I might know. Risky uh, business. Phil usually, Phil usually leans towards uh, uh, more uh, doc dramas like Michael Clayton and In the Bedroom uh, and uh, History of Violence. And Eric which which was my Tom Cruise one. And Tom Cruise your Clara. And Eric picks stuff. I don't know, I haven't figured out your pattern here other than, you know, Eric, but movies like The Edge and Inside Out and Hostels were all movies that you picked. Um I think yours is the most unpredictable. I just try and pick good movies that we haven't talked about. Yeah. Right, but Mike Mike has this uh, puzzle. He, he's trying to trying to figure out you, Eric. He's trying to. I know, I'm, trying, out. I'm trying to put, I'm trying to put Eric in a box. All yes, I'm trying to say is if there's a pattern, I don't know what it is either. What's in the box? What's in the box? Um, I'm in the box. So um, yeah, yeah. So that that's that's a pretty good podcast that we got going there. Um, and um, next week for Doc Discussions, we should do the new uh, uh, Mission Impossible film. What do you think? It's a joke. It's a joke, Eric. Well, yeah, the, the, the one desire to post about to record episodes on the past Mission Impossible films led to the arguments that led to the creation of the podcast that is yet to cover a Mission Impossible film. So ultimately, it was a good thing. But we have yet to talk about any Mission Impossibles. It was a thing. Good or bad remains to be seen. That's a fair point. Um, all right, Good, so uh, what's I'm the guy with Mike. All right, <laughs> so let's get into our final thoughts on this film here called uh, Brooklyn 45. So, uh, Eric, why don't you start? Yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought the acting was great. Um, the uh, moral nature of some of the characters did not bother me nearly as much as it bothered Phil. Um, I thought it was an interesting story about broken people, and I liked it. All right, sounds good. Yeah, for me, um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, I usually like rooting for somebody, and it was hard to root for anybody. But um, yeah, it was a fine film, uh, generally good. Uh, it may not make my top twenty for the year. Uh, could, but probably not. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was decent. Uh, let's go with you, Bert. Yeah, I like this movie, and I uh, thought it was really good. Good watch. All right, sounds good. And Mike. Yeah, I liked this film quite a bit. I had some reservations about 
the beginning of the film, uh, as we, we mentioned. But other than that, I was uh, very happy with it. I liked the moral ambiguity of the characters. I liked the argument and debate a bit amongst the characters. I do like uh, the message of the film, uh, which is that it is perfectly okay to blow up uh, school children. Um, and uh, it's always good to see Jeremy Holm in another project. So, yeah, I definitely recommend it, especially if you have a Shutter subscription and are going to get it for free anyway. All right, sounds good. All right. So uh, it also has a, a cool uh, throwback movie poster, by the way. Uh, just heads up on that, too. So uh, Broken 45, uh, Ted Gagan uh, wrote and directed the film. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, the range of stars in it, among others, including Fast and Bender. And uh, debuted June 9th, 2023 on Shudder as a Shudder exclusive, 92 minutes long. Uh, and yeah, it's, uh, if uh, what you heard, check it out if you're interested. And uh, with all that stated, Eric, why don't you leave us out first? All right, thanks for tuning in and listening to talk about Brooklyn 45. Come back next week, we'll have another topic. <laughs>